Welcome back to Respect the Dead, the podcast where we don't. It's no surprise that everyone celebrated your demise. And now worms are eating your eyes. So don't you worry, rotting head, as you sleep in your sodden bed. It's time to respect the dead. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Hoots. I'm Kaylin. And I'm Mandy. Oh my god, we did so good. Flawless. <laughs> Flawless. We are legitimately us. amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm going to start off this episode with a video. Ooh. <laughs> Perfect podcasting. I love it. <laughs> okay. I've dropped it in the chat. Okay, I'm, in, I'm there. Ooh. Oh my. Oh, oh wow, my... Volume's very loud. I need Fuck, to turn that, that killed me. <laughs> like literally, my ear, my brain is like dribbling out of my ears. Okay, Ooh, that's better. She, her, oh my god. Um, I'm gonna buy this chocolate. <laughs> Is that? What is with the face? Yeah. What's going on? Stole my hat. It's very like uncanny valley. A little yeah. Bit. Is this it's, is yeah. this a deep mm-hmm. fake of, or something? What is happening? Both of their faces are fucked up. Why have cotton when you can have silk? Okay. <laughs> She's done. What's happening? It's, it's like a weird, it's like if Pixar was in real life. It's a little off. Okay. That Galaxy Chocolate ad was from 2013, starring Audrey Hepburn, who had died 20 years earlier of colon cancer at the age of 63. It was created through a combination of CGI and the use of two body doubles, one who had her infamous 20-inch waist and one who had facial bone structure um, as similar to the actress as Framestore, the VFX VFX company tasked with making the ad, could find. Mike McGee, co-founder and creator of Framestore, outlines the process of just how they managed to create such a believable CG likeness in an article for The Guardian titled, How We Resurrected Audrey Hepburn TM for the the Galaxy Chocolate Ad. Sorry. That's that's TM, (laughs) as in trademark. Today, we're going to be doing something a little different and talking about the companies that make their money selling the likenesses of dead celebrities. Ooh, that's a good subject. I have feelings about this. <laughs> so do I. And we're, we're going to unpack those Let's feelings, Mandy. We are going to unpack them. When I die, somebody please put me on like a really sexy body and just put me into all the gay porn you want. <laughs> <laughs> this is your permission. This is your permission to deep fake Kaylin's face. <laughs> You're giving consent. We like that. We, we appreciate this. This is what they would have wanted. <laughs> Like make make me a star. I don't care what I'm in. Actually, <laughs> like one of the biggest companies that licenses the images of deceased celebrities is the hilariously named Authentic Brands Group. <laughs> <laughs> totally real that, brand trademark. Yeah, okay, I love it. <laughs> that also sounds like a name I would have come up with. <laughs> it does. Like, it sounds like this. Carol Marinera is CEO of Authentic oh. Brands Group, and she went to Real University College. <laughs> And is now a doctor lawyer. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I I knew that Six name would be backs. a hit. Yeah, I knew that name would be a hit on yes. this podcast. It's good. <laughs> so, Authentic oh. Brands Group manages the likenesses of <laughs> of uh, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jackson, Ooh. many of the world's top earning dead celebrities, which is like one of the most cursed things I've ever said. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Dance, you fucking corpses. Dance. I'm going to say it again, Kaylin. I'm so sorry. Authentic Brands Group was founded by Jamie Salter, who got to start selling sports. <laughs> Kaylin and Mandy are freaking out right now. I'm mostly laughing at Kaylin's reactions because Kaylin's just so funny. And then just hearing it over and over again. I can't handle it. <laughs> oh, so, God, sorry. So that company mm, was founded me. by Jamie Salter, who got his start selling sporting equipment in the 1980s before switching to licensing. Of course he did. At first, under the then-named Lifestyle Brands, Salter only licensed dead brands, purchasing bankrupt brands like Airwalk, Sharper Image, and Payless, and licensing them out to other companies, um, kind of revitalizing some of those brands like Sharper Image and Payless. Mm. In 2010, oh, okay. yeah. So, I mean, that's like fine, like buying up like recognizable <laughs> like stupid, names. But like- it's Yeah. <laughs> but like, I guess like, I guess like other companies are like, well, this is a recognizable name, but the company has now gone yeah. bankrupt. So I'd like to purchase, like buying somebody who has uh, the Twitter like handle that you want or whatever. Yeah. But if the Twitter handle you want is Payless, like maybe just think of a new one. <laughs> Like- <laughs> Honestly, how based and cool would it be if we bought Payless though and we just started tweeting out some <laughs> communist shit? You should have we to just pay less for your health insurance. For rent, yeah. <laughs> pay less by literally removing the head of your landlord. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's an idea. <laughs> so in 2010, Salter put up $20 million of his own money to found authentic brands, along with investments from the Walton family of Walmart, George Soros, and private equity firms like Leonard Green and Partners and General Atlantic. To quote Jonathan Seifer, a senior partner at Leonard Green, quote, we had a view that there was a demand out there for acquisitions for intellectual property broadly defined. That could mean everything from traditional consumer brands to celebrity name, image, likeness, and their rights. Salter first approached... Yeah, their rights. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Salter first approached the family of Bob Marley about purchasing his estate, but was rebuffed. We'll get back to Bob Marley a little bit later. Mm. Salter then approached Anna Strasberg, the owner of Marilyn Monroe's estate. So when Marilyn Monroe died, she had relatively little in liquid assets for a celebrity of her caliber. And what little cash was there was distributed between her mother, her half-sister, her assistant, and a trust fund for the education of her assistant's child. 75% of her intellectual property and estate were left to her acting coach, Lee Strasberg. And the other 25% was left to her psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Marianne Chris. Just like everything about this woman's life is is so utterly tragic. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave 25% of my intellectual property to my psychiatrist. Yeah, Um, that's 
that says a lot about how much help you needed during your lifetime. Yeah, it's it's rough. Uh, yeah. In 1980, Dr. Marianne Chris died, and she left her 25% stake in Maryland's intellectual property to the Anna Freud Center, a mental health facility for women and children. When Lee Strasberg died in 1982, his widow, Anna, inherited the 75% stake in Maryland's intellectual property rights, and Anna partnered with CMG Worldwide, another company that manages the likenesses of dead celebrities, to license Marilyn Monroe merchandise. Quote, we did hundreds and hundreds of programs, CMG CEO Mark Rosler told NPR, with companies like Mercedes-Benz to Coca-Cola to fragrance, clothing, giftware, collectibles, paper products, things like that. So, like, the reason we have all these, like, fucking Marilyn Monroe, like, magnets and posters and shit, that all dates back to this time yeah. in, like, the early 80s mm -hmm. uh, when Anna Strasberg inherited uh, her intellectual property rights. Anna was the administrator of Maryland's estate from 1989 until 2001, when the estate transferred all assets into a newly formed company, Marilyn Monroe LLC, which was owned by Anna Strasberg <laughs> and the Anna Freud Center until 2010. So they kind of partnered and formed an LLC to sell Marilyn trash. <laughs> was that the psychiatrist? Uh, the, the psychiatrist was dead. Like, not the psychiatrist, but that's where it went to. Yeah, the, the right. foundation that she left the 25% the stake to partnered with Anna Strasberg mm -hmm. to... Um, that's so fucked up. To make money off of Marilyn's likeness and merch. You got to sell those bobblehead dolls. You got to oh form God. an LLC to sell a Marilyn seven-year itch bobblehead doll. Use code groomers for 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> You, you gotta you gotta sell posters that say if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best, you know? <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Oh god. Yeah. So in 2009 or 2010, when Salter first approaches Anna about buying Marilyn's likeness as an intellectual property, Anna also turns him down. But then she later agrees to sell him a controlling interest, about 80% of Marilyn's likeness. And then Salter would later acquire the remaining 20%. It's arguable that Marilyn's likeness is maybe better placed in Salter's hands than Anna Strasberg's. He cut the 300 licensing deals Marilyn Monroe LLC had acquired down to 80 and tried to limit many of the brands to brands Marilyn had actually used during her lifetime. Like rather than selling oh. Marilyn Monroe branded perfume, he struck a deal with Chanel Number no. 5, a perfume that she actually wore while she was alive. So just a crumb of respect for the dead. Just a crumb. A yeah, little a little bit of like a treat. Yeah, let's stop producing like cheap perfumes with her face on it, and let's just like cut a like licensing deal with Chanel Number no. Five, so they can say like she wore this while she was alive, which she did. Uh, but then again, like CGI versions of her image wearing designers like Fendi and Miu Miu were created earlier this year in partnership with Web 3.0 startup Amethyst, which offered the images to be sold as NFTs. So no, again, it's of course. <laughs> Fuck yeah. off. I hate like, it. Marilyn Monkey Monroe. Yeah. So again, it's completely arguable if uh, authentic brands is a step up from the refrigerator magnets and posters of the Anna Strasberg era, but I don't know. I, I think it's a wash. Do not let me become a refrigerator magnet. That is all I Absolutely ask. Absolutely the fuck that is not. all I ask. <laughs> I was about to say, please don't let me ever become an F NFT. <laughs> 
I'm fine with being a refrigerator magnet, but I don't want to be an NFT. Please don't like let people sell posters of me with some kind of trite quote that's like misattributed to yeah. me that I've never <laughs> said. I fucking hate it. At least make my quote me me belching and then going, I'm a lady. Like, let it be that quote. <laughs> I would like actually that. love a poster oh. of Mandy that just says, I'm a lady at the bottom with like no context whatsoever. Yeah. No lady. <laughs> and it's just me dressed like this, staring at a camera. <laughs> like the most unflattering picture ever. Turfs are Zach. coping and seething. Oh. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. Let's return to Bob Marley, the celebrity that authentic brands failed to acquire. Bob Marley's brand is huge business for his relatives. Bob Marley's estate was the subject of a protracted legal battle between his manager, his widow, and the Jamaican government that wasn't resolved until a decade. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't resolved until a decade after his death in 1991. And honestly, like that story alone is like, probably a a really good subject for a future episode for this podcast. (laughs) Uh, But by 2007, the Marleys were pulling in around $4 million a year in licensing deals. But by 2010, they were ready to get serious. They were like, $4 million is fucking amateur hour. Let's fucking go. That's baby shit. Let's go. (laughs) That's money for babies. That is like lunch (laughs) money for children. (laughs) (laughs) We simply have to make money off of our dead uncle's image. (laughs) So they start to crack down on unlicensed usages, uh, uses of his image and hire talent agency CAA to represent his image. Because like, we're familiar with like pictures of Bob Marley on t-shirts and murals, literally like, fucking everywhere, right? L- lighters, literally shit bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to college, so like, yeah, I saw Marley on like posters. Yeah. I saw Johnny Cash on posters. Same with Marilyn Monroe. Like, I saw a mm-hmm. lot of those figures uh, in in college dorms. Um, question for you two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Toronto, like in downtown Toronto, I guess probably most of the like t- greater Toronto area. Any convenience store um, will have a selection of Bob Marley stuff. Like there'll be like cigarette cases, lighters, hats, um, like weed paraphernalia, um, maybe like umbrellas, t-shirts, and they'll all be like at the back behind the counter, like above like the cigarettes or whatever. Um, Is that something that exists if you were to go into like a convenience store near you? No. I don't think I would find it weird if I saw it at a convenience store, but it's not something that every convenience store has, you know? Smoke shops, maybe. So this is like a Toronto thing. This is a Toronto thing. (laughs) I'm about to say, I think if I've gone in like at a dispensary or something, I might see something like that, but not in like a convenience store. Um, Interestingly enough, in Maine, you might see some Bob Marley things in a convenience store, but not that Bob Marley, the comedian Bob Marley, because he's originally from Maine. (laughs) So you might see that Bob Marley somewhere, but not the other one. Okay. I just had to know. Bob, obviously, Bob Marley's image is something that we recognize on, like, a lot of things. Like, the mm-hmm. same the same people who wear, like, Che Guevara shirts will yep. wear Bob Marley, Marley shirts, you know? Um, basically, yeah. anybody I dated in high school. Uh, so they start to crack <laughs> down on unlicensed versions of those. Um, and they also hired uh, mm-hmm. consumer products executive and co-founder of consumer tech company Homedics, Alan Kaufman, to help run House of Marley. And under his guidance, they start to produce 
Bob Marley Uplift branded headphones for $39.99. Oh, no, this poor man. Oh, dear. (laughs) Jerry Yoshizu was poached from Toyota to be their head of marketing. And beyond House of Marley, they start producing Marley coffee sold in retailers like Whole Foods and Walmart. And obviously, Marley Natural, which which sells cannabis-related accoutrement like a $178 weed pipe. They sell a $178 <laughs> weed pipe. And they're like, this is Bob Bob Marley branded weed pipe. Something Bob Marley <laughs> would never have paid. Yeah, for a fucking weed pipe. No. He'd smoke out of an apple for that. Like <laughs> Um, I I will oh I do God, just have that. to say this very quickly. Um, I came home from school once to excitedly tell my mother I was um cast in the school play as Bob Marley. Um it was Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley. Yeah. <laughs> I later found. <laughs> I knew that's where this was going. <laughs> Did not know. Um, but I learned very quickly, uh, as I told people at my school, um, which was a predominantly black school. Um, and I was like, people in class. And people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Like, literally, what is happening right now? What is this faggot saying to me? <laughs> yeah, it was cast, I was cast as Bob Marley in the school play. <laughs> they said it was perfect for the role. Uh-huh. <laughs> to quote Bob Marley's son, Rohan, quote, they say, oh, the Marleys, they sing about love and peace and everything. They'll survive. No. Come on, man. That's rubbish. You need capitalism. <laughs> and that's his defense for selling a $178 weed pipe with his dad's name on it and Marley branded coffee. <laughs> like, did he even did he even fucking drink coffee? Did anybody ever say that to him? Because <laughs> that doesn't sound like something a human being would say. <laughs> oh, they, their music's about peace and love. They'll survive. Nobody has ever said that to you. No. And like also just being like, oh, that's that's garbage. Like, um, that's not actually, you're not actually refuting anything. You're like, here's this thing nobody has ever said. And I say that's garbage. We need capitalism. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the it's like the perfect straw man <laughs> argument. It's, it's, yeah. I think people were saying you'll survive because you were still making like four million dollars a year off of licensing mm-hmm. his music. <laughs> like, yeah, four not million dollars. Of love. I can't I can barely even buy milk with that. What are you talking about? <laughs> We have to think about the poor relatives of celebrities. <laughs> so many celebrities also have active social media profiles. Most infamously Herman Cain, whose account freaked everyone out by tweeting <laughs> COVID denialism from the grave just days after he died from COVID. Do you guys oh remember God. that? I do remember uh, that. It was so yes. <laughs> And I, for a while, I was subscribed to the subreddit Herman Cain Award, where people would post on one side an image of somebody posting COVID denialism, and on the other side, their obituary. Oh, Um, no. Oh, no. It was was a sick, sick subreddit. And I was only on there for a few weeks because I was going to use it in a video. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave them be. They're not... (laughs) 
<laughs> they're fine. I'm going to go find somewhere dirtier on the internet to report on. <laughs> <laughs> These are the kind of like based creep trolls that I can support. I, I've got mixed feelings about that because I do feel the schadenfreude sometimes. But then also like I I do feel for the people who have been like, um, reeled in by these like conspiracy theorists and then like don't get vaccinated yeah. and then end up dying like I, I, it does make me feel yeah. sad for them but uh, I do I love like mm-hmm. I feel no guilt about fucking Herman Cain and he's definitely going to be on this office uh, this this podcast in the future <laughs> <laughs> oh definitely uh, th- his Twitter was eventually rebranded to Kane Gang, I think, because of the reaction. Because everybody was like, "You're dead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone was like, "What the so, fuck?" <laughs> yeah, was it a, so they remember, rebranded? It, did they say if it was like a scheduled tweet, or was it literally like he had a social media? No, it was. It's family members and also um, like uh, former staffers that uh, okay, and they publicly acknowledge that they, oh, okay. they rebranded the account and then I never heard what the follow up was. They started <laughs> saying like we're run tweet. by yeah, there. <laughs> I think the initial like t- COVID denial denialism tweet was from uh, mm-hmm. from a family member, but it's a it's a mix of people that have uh, the logins to that account. Oh, okay, oh, I wish I had the logins yeah. to that account. <laughs> Oh God! It would be again like Payless. You could just start tweeting That's shit. Like, fun. <laughs> <It's so laughs> however, celebrities who died long before social media also have social media accounts. I'm gonna send you guys a picture. Ooh, okay. <laughs> no, no. I love it. How oh, it's from TorrentFreak.com. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! So Hashtag Elvis Presley wait, wine. Mandy, oh, Mandy, do you want to describe what you see? Mandy, do you want to describe what you see right now? Okay, I'll describe. Okay, so it's like a screenshot from Instagram. It's Elvis with a blue oh, check no. mark, and it's like a it's like a dark bottle with Elvis, like a like a what's it called? A sepia picture of <laughs> Elvis, and it says King on it. And then the the caption is relax and open a bottle of Elvis the King. <laughs> Crown emoji, wine emoji, at wines that rock, hashtag Elvis Presley, hashtag Elvis Presley wines, hashtag the king, hashtag the king cab. Um, And then the first uh, comment here is, for God's sakes, did he even drink wine? Exploitation at its most disgustingly best. Have respect. I just need to say something. And it is relax and open a bottle of Elvis. Like, <laughs> like what? Like, you're not even just like selling his image at that point. You're like, here's a bottle of Elvis, and I'm like, is this like a Jesus thing? Where like this wine is glug, his glug blood? Down like, Elvis. <laughs> I'm glug glugging Elvis. I mean, I, a lot of people wanted to glug glug Elvis. That's true. So, made so- <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Celebrities like Elvis and Marilyn, again, their likenesses managed by authentic brands, run verified Instagram and Twitter accounts with millions of followers where they endorse products like Elvis branded wine. And then there's the business of resurrecting celebrities from the dead using technology, as seen in the Audrey Hepburn chocolate commercial we started with. The year after that commercial Mm -hmm. came out, 2014, Michael Jackson, property of authentic brands, moonwalked at the Billboard Music Awards <laughs> five years after his death. Uh, 
There have been a number of successful, quote unquote, successful and aborted attempts (laughs) at resurrecting musical artists, in particular using uh, hologram technology. Tupac Shakur, Mm -hmm. Whitney Houston, and the aforementioned Jackson have all been made to perform posthumously using hologram tech. Prince was slated to perform with Justin Timberlake at the 2018 (laughs) Super Bowl before Timberlake pulled out, citing concerns over Prince's actual feelings about the use of his legacy and image, which really brings us to the ethics of the issue here. Mm -hmm. In very few circumstances, if any, have celebrities actually given consent for the commodification of their images posthumously. Mm -hmm. Every single person I've mentioned in this episode died young. The oldest Mm -hmm. was Audrey Hepburn, who died in 1993, long before she could have even thought it conceivable that somebody would resurrect her using CGI. Mm -hmm. And few have had complete wills or the foresight to restrict the use of their images. Nowadays, many agents and executors and lawyers of named talent are advising their clients to address this specifically in their wills, especially when it comes to profiting off of algorithmically generated performances like the holograms uh, or like the algorithmically generated voice of Anthony Bourdain, director Morgan Neville created for his documentary Roadrunner. One of the celebrities who did address this in his will was comedian Robin Williams, who ironically, or maybe not so ironically, died in 2014, the same year as the Michael Jackson hologram at the Billboard Music Awards. Robin Williams restricted the use of his image for a period of 25 years. It's unclear why the 25-year restriction, like why why he chose a 25-year restriction, but many news outlets speculated at the time of the execution of his last will and testament that it was to discourage hologram versions of his stand-up performances being produced. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. So, like, he he was just like, nobody's allowed to use my image for 25 years Mm -hmm. because at the time that he died, there were all these hologram performances and he was, like, likely, like, they're going to try to, they're going to try to do this. He knew Disney would try something, too. Oh, yeah. oh, they certainly would. Um, do you know if when that 25-year period runs out, who has sort of like the rights to his imaging? Like would it be his his children or like I assume so. Or? I I don't know, but I assume okay. he probably left his um it, it's whoever has the right to his intellectual property and I'm sure yeah. it's his kids. Okay. Knowing Robin Williams like yeah, I would think so. I, I would think it would be um, uh, what are the names? Uh, Zelda and Zach, I think are their names. Yeah. Um, and knowing them, I doubt that they would then be like, "Yeah, let's just pump out a bunch of holograms of Dad." Um, so yeah. that's at least a little encouraging. But um, yeah, Jesus, let's just pump out a bunch of holograms of Dad is like such a like <laughs> fucked up. Like we are literally sitting here and saying these <laughs> things. Like this is not the most fucked up thing in the world. It, like, that's villain <laughs> shit. Like if you saw a villain, that would make sense. Yeah, it's grotesque. <laughs> It's so gross. It's literally grotesque. Like um, the Whitney Houston hologram was an actual like um, like regular show that That's they so did. Up. Like they did several shows yeah. that people would go to, um, and a lot of people at the time were like, because it was it was only a few years after she died because she died in twenty twelve. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Ago. Um, and I think this was like 2014, 2015 mm-hmm. when her like <laughs> posthumous concerts were happening Mm -hmm. uh and like some fans were like this was this is grotesque and like other fans were like this is just like how we engage with our fandom you know like (laughs) 
This is how we engage with our fandom. We drag out the corpse of Whitney Houston and make it dance on stage. So yeah. Like, it's so fucked up. Like, it's really fucked up to me. Like, I can understand, like, if you have, like, a DVD of Whitney Houston, you want to watch mm-hmm. that over and over again in your living room, fine. But, like, of a performance just, just that she consented really- to. A performance she consented to that she made actually made money off of during her lifetime. Mm-hmm. Obviously, now she wouldn't. But, like, it, it does feel – it feels really gross to me, the idea of, like, the, the Audrey Hepburn, the Elvis Presley wine. That stuff is very cringy to me. Uh, but then to use their actual likeness in this, like, performance way where you're having – um, body doubles are, and you're, you're making them do other things. I don't know. It feels very grotesque to me. And this, mm-hmm. like, if I saw this in a horror movie, it would make sense, but this is like real life. Um, it, and I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up this, this subject. Cause like, I know, what was it? Maybe a year or two ago, there was that story going around about the James Dean, um, biopic that they were going to do something similar where they were going to like, instead of casting an actor to play James Dean, they were going to do a CGI double. No. I think it was James Dean. And I think that movie ended up in production hell. I'm not sure if it's still happening or not, but like it got a lot of pushback from people being like, what the actual fuck? Leave that poor Um, dead queer alone. Leave him alone. And then also the other thing this brings up for me, and and I'm sure Hoots, you feel about this a bit too, is that what does it say about us needing to drag out these like dead celebrities and bring them out to, to do roles or commercials or whatever, instead of looking for like new talent yeah. and the next James Dean or the next Marilyn Monroe or Bob Marley or whoever, like why, why shouldn't we be excited to meet the next new generation of performers? Like it just, that also feels really gross to me. Like I would imagine being um, an actor right now would be, feel a little weird. Cause it's like, well, Will I have an opportunity (laughs) to be in these other things? Like there could be an actor right out there right now who's like a dead ringer for James Dean who would be a great actor for that biopic and might not get a chance. Again, I don't know if that movie's still happening or not. Instead, they're like, we're going to need you to play Marilyn Monroe's chin and we're going to need you to play her (laughs) Thank you so much for coming to Faceless Actors. Oh my God. The reason reason I chose... Yeah, the reason I chose Audrey Hepburn, uh, the the Audrey Hepburn commercial for like the introduction to this is because I found like that specifically, like the the like the we've chosen these two actors to like lay the CG on for their body parts. Like this one's got her tiny little waist and this one's got cheekbones kind of similar to hers. So we're going to like put her face over this. I found that like really really gross i also found the fact that it was like um so the the like hologram performances are like um like greedy greedy business owners like trying to like make more money off of uh live performances after someone's death um yeah which which is gross all on its own i find the ads that they have the mostly actors um uh like that they're resurrecting the actors for yeah. um especially grotesque like like yeah. using mm-hmm. resurrecting Audrey Hepburn from the grave using CGI to sell chocolate yeah it's like it feels like especially like hollow and gross and like this is this is a woman who starved during the Dutch famine in the Second World mm-hmm. War, and you're like, <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah, but she's so classy. Eat our chocolate, <laughs> like mm-hmm. fucking read the room. The like, chocolate was also CGI. <laughs> in her it had purse. to be, and I'm like, so she's fake. The chocolate's fake. 
what am I buying yeah. from this commercial? Like, <laughs> and the thing about that commercial is like, yeah, it had her, obviously, you know, it's her likeness and everything, but like, couldn't you have had that same commercial with just like a rando on a bus? Like it wasn't, yeah, I don't know. You didn't, you didn't need it to be Audrey Hepburn. It could have been just that commercial just with like a random person or a modern day celebrity. Like, why did it have does to that, be her specifically? Does that work? Like, are people going to be like, oh, fake, not Audrey Hepburn, like that was Mary Shelley together by some like fucking directors uh, is like eats this shitty fake chocolate. So I will too. Like if you told me actual Audrey Hepburn was like, I love diet Coke. I'd be like, maybe I'll switch from diet Pepsi because I don't want to be basic, but like, it's not her. It's literally not not her. her, So why the fuck do I care? There's no, like, where is the, like the fan girling? Where is the, like, who are they? who are they advertising to? Cause it's not like her fans. Cause her fans would be like, what the fuck is this? She didn't eat that. Like, yeah. I just look up what she actually liked. Like, yeah, I just right. don't get it. I- I'll tell you what she actually liked. She actually liked like feeding starving children in developing nations. That's what she dedicated the most of like the last half of her life to like, she wasn't a, like she didn't advertise. Okay, well that, that's not marketable. Yeah. I can't think of like, I really can't think of any ads she did during her lifetime. I, I mean, I'm sure she did some early in her career, but other than like, I know she was like the brand ambassador for a couple of fashion brands. Like she wore Ralph Lauren a lot. So I think they used her in advertisements mm-hmm. because she wore Ralph Lauren yeah. a, as an older woman. Um, when she was uh, younger, um, Givenchy designed for her specifically. Like, so I guess in that way, she was a walking ad for Givenchy. Yeah. But, like, in, in terms of, like, yeah, like I, milk I don't. Like, milk chocolate? I'm, like, I'm so sorry. Milk chocolate? Like, I I just, no, they like. They tried to make it look so classy, too. Yeah. It's even more disgusting with people like, with, like Marilyn Monroe, who, again, just, like, had the most tragic life. And, like, from everybody who who did interact with mm-hmm. her and knew her, it seems like the opposite of what her wishes would be. Um, like, but she didn't know that people would resurrect yeah. her and turn her into an NFT when she died in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering uh, we talked about this on the, um, the Carl Tanzler episode, the whole thing about her having died. And then there, that, that, the, the, um, the, the, what was it? The uh, spot above her. The guy who bought the tomb above her. The, yeah. uh, and wanted to be face down so he could always be laying on top of Monroe. Like, it just, it's just like, leave this poor fucking woman alone. Like, that in itself is already alone. disgusting. And then to do all of this other stuff with her, her image and her likeness and everything, like, like you mentioned earlier, I guess it's a little bit better that at one point they're like, well, at least we'll have her advertise for things that she actually would care about. But yeah, it's just it's just really gross. It's like just leave her alone, leave this poor woman alone, and just put her to rest already. Like if I if I had the money, I would just buy it all and be like, okay, we're stopping right now. But of course, I don't have that kind yeah. of money. <laughs> Literally, like buying up her intellectual property rights and not doing <laughs> just anything. just to like put them on a shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would just buy all of it and be like, I'm done. Yeah. And I would and I would buy the tomb above her and clear it out and not let anyone have it. <laughs> that would be the one thing I would do if I was eccentric r- rich like person. Make, make people stop talking um, about her. I looked up the Galaxy bar. It's like it's like $5. It is drugstore candy. Oh yeah, I know. It's it's British candy. They did this for fucking drugstore chocolate. Yeah. 
It's it's like a very basic milk chocolate that you get in the UK. Like not even like Ferrero Rocher. Give her a little bit of Walmart no. class, something. God, that is okay. I know this is not the point, but like when I said people can use my likeness, I do not mean for anything that you could get at like a convenience store. <laughs> oh no, no, you like, you it would be a classy store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe like. I put put my hologram welcoming people into like dispensaries or whatever. <laughs> like I'm like totally here for that. Hi, vibe. I'm Caitlin Conrad, and you're here to get high. <laughs> yeah. Or like at a bathhouse. <laughs> it's just your head, yeah. but on like this, like really. Yeah, you walk into the bathhouse, and it's like me, but with like some gorgeous twink body. <gasps> And I'm like pointing people towards like the towels and the condoms Sculpted and the like loop. Michelangelo body kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a Greek Greek statue. <laughs> <laughs> like nar you guys look amazing towels on the right <laughs> i love that i love the idea too of you like occasionally popping into the, like the changing room just to like compliment people like oh hey <laughs> <laughs> but it is like it, it is like a horrible like cast out of like a Roomba type thing that's just like moving along the floor with me being like hey, hey. not the k-bot <laughs> 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 oh my the god K-bot. we want people yes. to draw that please do it <laughs> this is the K-bot. i love it i am obsessed with this. i'm gonna make i can put this in a video do I it do this. Oh my god. No, please do it <laughs> okay sorry i just <laughs> I, I needed to. This is my last. This episode is my last will and testament. Kaylin so. Gumrag's intellectual property rights go to <laughs> <laughs> the last will and testament. Kaylin, Kaylin Gumrag. <laughs> I think they TM. they go to the Patreon patrons of respect. Yeah. The dead. <laughs> we will respect your wishes in equal amounts, <laughs> but they're only allowed to do this with with the intellectual property rights with Kaylin's likeness. <laughs> Uh, the last thing I put in my notes was beyond being tasteless, the commodification of the images and voices of the deceased to sell products or continue to generate products for their, of their performances posthumously without their consent is evil. Full stop. It is a harbinger of late stage capitalism, late, late stage capitalism and of the deterioration of our souls and, and mm. decency in favor of profits. Well said. Mic drop. Like that is Get it. Her. Like it is uh, like I, yes. I do not like, I, I think it's fucking heinous. I think it's ghoulish. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I do highly recommend that anybody who is any kind of a pop, uh, like a public figure start to put clauses for this in your last will and testament. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's like, I, I mean, I don't want, I don't want my image to be used to sold drugstore chocolate. Like, <laughs> No. Oh my God. Could you imagine our faces like long after we're dead being used in like YouTube to like promote the uh, algorithm oh or something no. like, like the one of those, what the way they do those, like the, the year, the end of the year of the YouTube or the beginning of the new year where they're like, oh yeah, come to YouTube. And they do that like weird celebration video. It's just like all of the dead no. YouTubers in memoriam throughout the video. Like you, if no. Georgia and Karen use our um, fucking podcast, <laughs> like <laughs> Photoshop us <laughs> listening to their podcast. 
podcast. When we get fucking <laughs> murdered by Matt Walsh. Stands. Seriously, I need to like make a will today. <laughs> like I have, I actually do have a will. I might, I might actually add in a clause because I, I made it like I made it when I was I turned thirty. So I, I might add in a clause. Like I'm not, I'm like zealous YouTuber, but still, just to be safe. <laughs> I think you should. No, I think it's a good idea. No. I'm like I'm not even joking. I think you should like yeah. regardless of the size of yeah. regardless of the size of your platform. If you're any kind of a public facing person, um, I think you should put in a clause of your will, like who the intellectual property rights for your likeness go to and how they can be used. Because mm-hmm. uh, if it's if that kind of shit is just up in the air, anybody <laughs> can buy it and anybody can use your image <sighs> to sell anything. Okay. okay. Well, I'm leaving mine to you because I think. I think you two yeah. will be able to make a joint decision. Only to a bathhouse. It'll be on the little room. Bath- <laughs> we'll only sell it to a bathhouse. Bathhouse porn. Bathhouse porn. Um, or anything that would get me a lot of attention, like uh, just in general. Like if people would be talking <laughs> about me and seeing my face, um, that's generally fine. But if it's going to be for like a commercial, then no, mm. unless it's for like. Now. I would love to be in a makeup commercial after I'm dead. Yeah, I was about to ask, would you sell Chanel products? <laughs> no, not fuck that Nazi bitch. <laughs> Absolutely the fuck not. If you if Essie wants me for their their nail polish line or if Fenty wants to put me on my dead my my fucking corpse uh put some highlighter up on that i'm just imagining like the beautiful nails and it's you and then you're like reaching in and eating fries (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah like uh, okay i know probably not maybe neither of you has seen the intro to pll pretty little liars no Um, i'm sorry but (laughs) there's a gorge the main character like in a coffin and they're like doing her nails and putting on her lipstick. And I'm like, it would be also super cute if they CGI'd my corpse into the video. So it's like, yeah, that is super cute. We yeah. can CGI you into pretty little I mean, liars. we'll do that for your memorial. Well, I'll make that, I'll make that for you in CGI before I die. So Thank you. If you could do that, that would save us a lot. So y'all have all the brand assets for my funeral. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea that we go into Kaylin's <laughs> computer and there's just like this file ready for like when I die. And it's just like all these lists. It's all these pre-made videos. It's 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 the hologram for the Roomba. <laughs> oh, ready. no. 100%. Oh, my God. Mandy, that's actually a really good idea. And we should all yeah. do that. Oh, I, I 100% already have videos that people will see <laughs> oh i have a death file it's not on my computer but i have one <laughs> yeah so i need to i need to update it Ooh, i need to have one of those listen like if a tinder date kills me at some point <laughs> i've got to have a i've got to have something ready to go um mandy and i are starting a true crime podcast <laughs> oh just avenge so you know, me we're starting with your episode oh, make make money off of me yeah <laughs> oh yeah me well. Oh, this will be like a, a nine <laughs> fucking season series too. We're gonna we're, yeah, we're gonna yeah. drag this out till like your name is oh, we like are. a household name. Oh my god. I can imagine it now like yeah. oh you'll have so many beautiful moments where you'll you can do like a a voice crack about like how much you miss me. And like it will <laughs> when we get serious near the end of episodes, right before we ask for donations. <laughs> yeah, it'll be so good. Uh <laughs> You'll be making so much money. <laughs> <sighs> well, someday. 
You know, listeners, Little Hoots was such a, a light in all of our lives. And you can also be a light in our lives by going over to <laughs> patreon.com slash justice for hoots. I'm like, Little Hoot, my actual best friend in the whole world. Yeah, my best friend in the whole you gotta, world. You got to fold in that voice The crack. day before she died, she said to me, Mandy, you're my best friend and I want you to avenge me. <laughs> ever die <laughs> Mandy you're my best friend and I want you to have complete usage of my rights yeah. unlike Kaylin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly verbatim <laughs> she said Mandy I want to sell chocolate if I ever die <laughs> she's like CG my face I just someone with my similar I love that if I ever die too <laughs> Fantastic. It's like, there's no guarantees. <laughs> Only if. if I ever, there's no guarantee. It's true. <laughs> it's so crazy. Anything is possible. Life is like a subscription service, I think, now, right? <laughs> you can just keep paying that and you'll be fine. $8. Yeah. We're getting there. We're oh getting my- there. Uh, this is such a right. side thing. But I saw the other day that they're now doing, like, subscription services for cars. Like, there are car services where, like, if you want to access, like, the best parts of your car, you have to pay extra money monthly now. Like, yeah, your your whatever can go 60 miles per <laughs> but hour. But, like, but do you want brakes? Because that's an add-on. <laughs> right. It's, it's Airbags. So I hate Lake Six Capitalism so much. <laughs> you guys are going to be inheriting my likeness sooner than you think because I want off this earth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Respect the Dead. You can follow Respect the Dead on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Respect the Dead. If you want to follow us individually, you can find our socials in the show notes. And you should check out our YouTube channels. We don't shit on dead people there as often, but still, we're making tons of cool stuff. If you enjoyed Respect the Dead and would like to support us, there's a couple of ways to do that. You can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found us. If you leave us a review, we can read it out on the podcast. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to discover the show. Give us at least five stars and then share us with a good friend who likes venting about dead people. You can also give us some money over on our Patreon. Patreon supporters get some cool bonus content like bloopers from the cutting room floor and even coming up with a fake sponsor ad that we'll read in an episode. It has to be a fake business though, not your MLM, honey. Thanks so much for listening. Join us every Monday for our next Worm Feast. I'm Kellen Conrad. I'm Ailey Mandy. And I'm Hoots. Bye. Bye. Bye.